Good morning and welcome to WSAU Feedback. I'm Meg Ellison. Some days I challenge myself to do as many things as possible. I refuse to accept the premise from my husband and other dudes I know that you can't effectively multitask. Well, you should sit in the studio with me someday and see how many things I'm trying to accomplish at the same time and try to get on the air at, at the same moment. Well, thank you again for joining me on WSAU Feedback. My guest this morning from the MacGyver Institute president, Brett Healy, is joining me on the program. Good morning, Brett. How are you? Good morning, Meg. I'm well. How are you? Good. Are you? Have you recovered from Governor Vito's budget address last night. It was a, it wasn't a barn burner as previous years. No, it was uh, shorter than than normal, uh, which was strange. Uh, this is normally the kickoff to the state budget season, where the governor gets to introduce, formally introduce his budget. Uh, this this whole process goes well into May, sometimes June, even later, uh, and with the governor. Uh, and his uh, massive spending uh, blueprint. Uh, we've been seeing details leak out here in the last few weeks about all the new spending, all the new programs that he wants to implement. Uh, he literally has dozens and dozens of new spending in this document. It was strange that the governor only took about 40 minutes to introduce his budget and talk about it in front of the legislature and the media. Given all of the new spending that he wants to do, I thought for sure that he would go much longer making the case as to why, in general, his vision is best for the state, but also uh, giving us more details about the individual spending items and why they're needed. We didn't see that last night. It was noticeably different, and uh, one can only speculate that he doesn't really care what the legislature thinks. He doesn't believe he needs to convince the Republican legislature, and he was just checking the box in presenting the budget and then getting out of the assembly chamber as quickly as he could. Wow. You know, that's, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I would imagine those that were present were, whew, got out of there or dodged <laughs> a bullet tonight. But, but, I mean, but then the other side of that is oh my gosh so what is he hoping that that democrats are going to achieve him in the next well week five days and then again on april 4th and that and that's perhaps their that what their eye is on as opposed to the the budget yeah i i don't think the timing is coincidental i think you're absolutely right um it seems like we've seen this uh, in other forms and other discussions on the on the Democratic side of the aisle. They're putting all of their eggs in the state Supreme Court basket, and they're hoping beyond hope that uh, Janet Provostich is going to be the next uh, Supreme Court justice, giving the liberals on the court a a four three uh, majority. And you have to assume that. Part of the reason why Governor Evers didn't seem too interested in convincing Republican colleagues that uh, they needed to support his budget is because they, it seems like the entire Democrat Party is, is keen on having that liberal majority on the state Supreme Court so they can legislate from the bench and do all this through uh, lawsuits and uh, judicial fiat. So, uh, I, again, it was noticeable how short the speech was. 
we're going to have speculation as to why. I, I think everyone just needs to take a look at the calendar and look ahead to the to the to the big uh, state Supreme Court race that's coming up as to why the governor didn't seem particularly interested in talking to Republicans last night. You know, something that jumped out at me in your initial thoughts that I received via email over, well, sometime last night. Boy, and again, thanks. You were at least up until after 11 o'clock. Ooh, I'd had a lot of hours in sleep by then. But uh, something that popped up that I that I think is, I don't know if the right word is ironic, but Wisconsin's education governor uh, neglected to address the uh, K-12 academic achievement and liter- liter- literacy scores, easy for me to say, but instead he talked about every student, uh, regardless of uh, regardless of whether they, they have a need for it, should be getting a free breakfast and a lunch. And evidently, that's going to solve all their academic problems. Yeah, this one really stood out to me. We've been at MacGyver talking about our education crisis here in Wisconsin, and there's no way around it. I know some people will roll their eyes when they hear me say that, but just remember, 60% of our children, our K-12 children, are not proficient, which means they're not at grade level in math or English language arts when it comes to the standardized test, the Ford exam. 60%, not 5%, not 6%, not 10%, 60 the majority of our kids are not proficient, not at grade level at math and English language arts. And how the governor cannot make that the central theme of his budget address and how he's going to fix that, how he's going to turn things around and lead us out of this problem, out of this crisis, I don't quite understand. Uh, it doesn't make sense. It's really disappointing as a parent, as a taxpayer, as a Wisconsinite. It's it's thoroughly disappointing that the governor doesn't have the spine to lead us on this issue. So that was noticeably uh, absent from his speech. And as you point out, he you know, did the liberal talking point about how if kids just had a full stomach, things would be better. Uh, I've been working on this problem for a long time. I wish it was as simple as just get the kids some food, some breakfast, some lunch, and their scores will rise to where they should to be. should be. That's not the case. This is a fundamental problem of what we're teaching our kids in the classroom, how we're teaching our kids in the classroom, uh, the, the need for more time on instruction, on math, English language, arts, science, and on all this other stuff. And yet the governor couldn't bring himself to talk about that crisis in his speech last night. That's ironic because, I mean, there are studies that suggest that childhood obesity is a significant problem. So for Governor Evers to suggest that we need to feed the kids more doesn't really seem to solve that problem. And I mean, I, I think it's it just speaks to his unwillingness to acknowledge his failure as Wisconsin's education governor over the past couple of years during the shamdemic and and how they made the decision to close schools and they were perfectly fine with it and and supported it and and probably would have continued to implement those types of lockdowns in uh, Wisconsin if they'd had the opportunity. That's a great point. He talked about not necessarily last night this being the year of mental health. Again, strange that he utters that slogan as his top priority 
a few weeks back doesn't take the opportunity in this budget address to 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 talk about it again but he did talk about the youth risk survey that recently came out and the problems that our children are facing and they seem to be increasing recently as you point out well there our, our children are struggling more because of those lockdowns because of that forced isolation because of then the, they weren't allowed to go to school and be with their friends, their peers, uh, because Governor Evers somehow believed that um, it was dangerous for children when we all knew early on that the, our kids were not getting sick from COVID. So uh, you're exactly right. It, it's, it's just more the same from a, from a politician. Uh, he doesn't take any responsibility or blame for what he did and instead tries to flip it on its head and somehow say that he's part of the solution when it's his policies that caused the problem in the first place. You know, it's reminiscent of, I think I saw a meme going around for a num number of years uh, when, and and help me out, who, who was the former mayor of, oh, Barrett, Ma Mayor Barrett of uh, Milwaukee, and, and the, the meme was, a trolley will solve everything. <laughs> I mean that was uh, it was it, it was kind of a joke and I still to this day when I see that I, I mean it's hilarious because I mean that was that the democrats solution to everything is just another problem and you know I I'm looking through the various press releases of a number of our republican legislators Mary Fel Senator Mary Felskowski uh identified in her response to uh, Evers address last night if he would have proposed fiscally responsible spending that doesn't put our state in the fi same financial hole, we would have been able to get behind it. Uh, Senator Pat Teston, uh, Evers proposed a laundry list of liberal spending. Again, this is their solution to everything, is let's just throw money at it and that'll solve our problems. When has that ever solved any problems? Yeah, that's a great question. I can't think of a time that it has, <laughs> and I think you're absolutely right, in fact. Uh, part of the problem here is that when the government comes up with all of the spending these new programs, it only creates more problems, doesn't actually solve anything. That's a really important point, too. Uh, the governor's last budget spent $90 billion all funds. Uh, this budget spends uh, close to $104 billion all funds, which is a dramatic increase, $14 billion, 20% increase in spending. That comes on top of a uh, dramatic spending increase in his first budget comes on top of all of the federal aid that state and local governments, Wisconsinites have seen from COVID, 58 billion has been sent to Wisconsin for COVID relief. So uh, we have had a spending tsunami in this state over the last four years. Uh, unfortunately, this new budget swamps that spending tsunami and makes it look like nothing. And uh, you're absolutely right that this is unsustainable. Uh, we're, there's talk about maybe a recession later in the year, uh, and there's certainly no way that uh, we can afford all of this spending in the future. It's going to come back to bite us if Republicans in the legislature don't craft a more responsible, a more fiscally responsible budget that we, that we so desperately need. You know, I have to try to wrap my mind around going back to what you were talking about with regard to uh, proficiency in the public schools and the fact that 60% of students in Wisconsin are not proficient in math and English language arts. And what I am led to believe is that perhaps educating children to equip them to be 
productive adults isn't really a priority for Democrats. And, and maybe, maybe instead they want, as Rush Limbaugh used to say, low-information voters, those who, who just rely upon the government to solve all their problems. And, it's, uh, and, uh, and again, these are somewhat rhetorical questions, Brett, but what is it going to take to get Wisconsin citizens to realize that their voting decisions directly affect their quality quality of life that's a great question i wish i come on you can answer it please yeah (laughs) i wish there was a simple answer but there's not i i think uh, we need programs like you yours we need people like you people like mciver out there educating as many grassroots people as possible of what's actually going on because they're not going to see this in the mainstream media. There's no discussion this morning about the reckless spending in the governor's budget, his reckless borrowing, uh, all the new uh, state employees that he's going to try and hire. None of that's in in the mainstream media. So I I think we just got to continue to try and reach as many Wisconsinites as possible with the truth. And hopefully then they'll wake up and realize they need to, to think about how they're voting before it's too late. Yeah, and I think we have to put our money where our mouths are too, because I think this is this is the problem that we that we see in our society is that is that evidently the the, the only way to get people to change their behavior, the only way to for people to acknowledge that there's a problem is for them to experience pain. And I really don't know how much more pain we can endure not only here in Wisconsin, but in our country, before people start to make different decisions about voting. And, and really, it comes down to who they want representing them. And who they want, who they think represents their values. Right. And if you take a look at the spending document, no one listening to you, no one in your listening area would ever craft their family budget this way. It's reckless. It's dangerous. It's going to come back to it would come back to bite you if you tried to do all of this new spending and borrowing uh, on a, at a time when uh, very good chance that we could see a downturn or at least a correction. Uh, so you're absolutely right. Um, people need to think about uh, more than just the immediate. They need to think a, a little more long term about what's best for their family, their children, and for the, the state of Wisconsin going forward. Yeah, and to grasp that government is never going to take care of you. We have to equip people to take not only want to take care of themselves, but to actually strive to take care of themselves and be independent of the government. Well, Brett Healy, thank you so much for suffering through another budget address. I Better you than me. <laughs> but uh, I do appreciate Happy. all all your efforts on behalf of the MacGyver Institute. And for our listeners, if you want to learn more about his organization, MacGyver, M-A-C-I-V-E-R, institute.com. Thanks again for your time this morning. I appreciate it, Brett. Thanks, Meg. Talk again soon. Going to go to a break and roll right into the 830 News, followed by the second half of feedback and your calls, 715-845-2155 on WSAU.